Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled, Living by Faith, Not by Sight, Part 1. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched, self-study people, as well as those who are part of a church. For anyone looking for greater depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study, we also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Our episode last week, An Eternal Weight of Glory, Part 3, was posted on October 15th. In that episode, we noted further what Barnes New Testament Notes told us. Quote, you are comparatively safe, are freed from this exposure to death, and will receive eternal life as the fruit of our toils and exposures. End quote. This should remind you of our previous episode that spoke of how we do not suffer the full exposure of sin's results in our lives, that being the way of escape. Remember? We do not simply accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, become saved in Christ, and then walk away living life as we always did before receiving Him. No, we continue on exposed to death, called to endure constant trial so we would obtain, in consequence of His sufferings, the blessedness of eternal life. If you simply receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, then continue on unchanged, what have you accomplished when you have to account for your actions here in this life at the Bema Seat judgment for us all? When Jesus asks you, What did you do for me? What will your answer be? Will it be about? To find out more, listen to our previous episode titled, an Eternal Weight of Glory, Part 3, posted on October 15th. This week, our study is titled, Living by Faith, Not by Sight, Part 1. Our scripture passage this week reads, For we know that if our earthly house, the tent we live in, is dismantled, we have a building from God, a house not built by human hands, that is eternal in the heavens. For in this earthly house we groan, because we desire to put on our heavenly dwelling. If indeed, after we have put on our heavenly house, we will not be found naked. For we groan while we are in this tent, since we are weighed down because we do not want to be unclothed, but clothed so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. From 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1-4 through 4. We are reading about a house, a tent, a building from God, and a house not built with human hands. Just what is being spoken of here in this passage? Are there two houses, one here and one in heaven? It seems confusing. Let us sort this out. As we look for help in understanding this passage, we find 
our earthly house, which is only a tabernacle or tent, not designed for a lasting habitation. From John Wesley's Notes on the Bible. The idea being conveyed here is that we are in a temporary building, such as a tent, whether a tabernacle or tent. Neither of these descriptions are designed for describing a lasting place of residence. Why, you might ask? A tabernacle is a tent, that is, a movable and temporary dwelling, and hence is an appropriate image of the frailty and transitoriness of the mortal body. From John S.C. Abbott and Jacob Abbott Illustrated New Testament, 1878. First notice this comment. A tabernacle is a tent. Regardless, then, whether this temporary dwelling is called a tabernacle or a tent, either speaks of a temporary dwelling. Today, we well think of a tabernacle as a permanent dwelling. However, in the case of what is being spoken of in our verse range, a tabernacle is a temporary place much like a tent. Could it be an analogy speaking of our bodies? Let us dig deeper and find out. For we know, we who are engaged in the work of the gospel ministry, Paul is giving a reason why he and his fellow laborers did not become weary and faint in their work. The reason was that they knew that even if their body should die, they had an inheritance reserved for them in heaven. The expression, quote, we know, end quote, is the language of strong and unwavering assurance. They had no doubt on the subject, and it proves that there may be the assurance of eternal life, or such evidence of acceptance with God as to leave no doubt of a final admission into heaven. This language was often used by the Savior in reference to the truths which he taught, and it is used by the sacred writers in regard to the truths which they recorded and in regard to their own personal piety. From Barnes' New Testament Notes Noting further definition of what these mentioned buildings are and how permanent they are or are not. Observe here, 1. Our apostle compares the body of a believer to a house, to an earthly house, and to a house of tabernacle, to a house because of its comely fabric and composure, as also in regard of the inhabitation that dwells in it, the never-dying soul to an earthly house, in regard of the means by which it is sustained, and to a house of tabernacle, because such buildings consist of slight and mean materials. They are soon set up and as soon taken down. Observe, too, 
the necessity of this earthly tabernacle of the body's dissolution by death. It must lie down and be dissolved. Observe 3. The believer's future happiness after the body's present dissolution asserted and declared they have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. From Expository Notes with Practical Observations on the New Testament by William Burkett. As you can see, regardless of what we call this temporary building, it is nothing more than temporary like our own bodies. This is how it is used in an analogy to our bodies. No matter how long we live in this life, we eventually die. For those of us who are saved in Christ, this means our body is a temporary housing for the never-dying soul. This is the analogy being made here in the scripture verse as outlined in commentary. Quote, the believer's future happiness after the body's present disillusion asserted and declared, end quote. In this sense, this is describing the human body, describing our heavenly body. Commentary said, quote, We have a building from God, a house not built by human hands, that is eternal in the heavens, end quote. So clearly, we have our body here and a new body when we reach heaven. Now, verse 2 reads, For in this earthly house we groan because we desire to put on our heavenly dwelling. Notice, he calls the glory of immortality which we will be as it were clothed with a garment. From Geneva Bible Translation Notes. Notice the analogy here. The glory of immortality is what we are clothed with. That clothing of the glory of immortality is like a garment one would wear in their day. Like clothes we modern people wear today, yet only an analogy. Now, digging deeper still. What is this groaning about? For in this we groan earnestly, meaning either for this happiness we groan, or rather, in this tabernacle we groan. Those words are a reason of the former, proving that the saints have a building of God, and they know they have it, because they groan after it here. For the groaning of the saints is under the influence and direction of the Spirit of God, who makes intercession for them, as for grace, as for glory, according to the will of God. And this groaning is further explained by desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven, by which is meant not the glorified body in the resurrection morn, for though the bodies of the saints will be glorious, incorruptible, powerful, and spiritual, they are not said to be celestial. 
Wherefore, by the house from heaven must be meant the heavenly glory, which departed souls immediately enter into, and are arrayed with, even the white and shining robes of purity, perfection, and glory they will be clothed with, as soon as ever their tabernacles are unpinned and dissolved. From the new John Gill's exposition of the entire Bible. Now, to explain these comments, we read, For in this, Greek, for also in this, herein, Alfred takes it, in this, tabernacle, which seems parallel, favors this, but the parallelism is sufficiently exact by making, quote, in this we groan, end quote, refer generally to what was just said, namely, that we cannot obtain our, quote, house in the heavens, end quote, except our, quote, earthly tabernacle, end quote, be first dissolved by death. We groan under the body's weakness now and liability to death earnestly desiring to be clothed upon, translate, quote, earnestly longing to have ourselves clothed upon, end quote, namely, by being found alive at Christ's coming, and so to escape disillusion by death, and to have our heavenly body put on over the earthly. The groans of the saints prove the existence of the longing desire for the heavenly glory, to desire which cannot be planted by God within us in vain as doomed to disappointment. From Robert Jameson, A. R. Fawcett, and David Brown Commentary, Critical and Explanatory on the Whole Bible, 1871. I believe this commentary passage puts everything into perspective. It makes clear some things for us that may not have been clear until now. We should note first, we cannot obtain our house in the heavens except our earthly tabernacle be first dissolved by death. Simply put, our heavenly body will not envelope our present body. Our spirit is removed from our present sinful body and clothed with a new and perfect body found only in our heavenly home for eternity. Secondly, we are earnestly longing to have ourselves clothed upon, namely, by being found alive at Christ's coming, and so to escape disillusion by death, and to have our heavenly body put on over the earthly. While we may long for this, it may not be that end-time issues permit this for many of us. We get our heavenly body after death, or by being caught up by Jesus. Yet, know that whatever the circumstances be, we will either get our new body when we are raised to heaven, or when we will be miraculously transfigured into it as living beings captured up to heaven from our grave when Jesus 
comes again. Lastly, the groans of the saints proved the existence of the longing desire for the heavenly glory, a desire which cannot be planted by God within us in vain, as doomed to disappointment. If we are not saved in Christ, then we are doomed to disappointment. Everything we do is in vain, for it, like this world, will not last in its present form. It is only in the saints, those saved in Christ, where the groans of the saints prove the existence of the longing desire for the heavenly glory. Now, notice, it is a desire which cannot be planted by God within us. That is because it is a choice we must make, and only we can make that choice. This life here and now is where the choice is made. When we die, our choice is then unchangeable. Remember, not making a choice is actually making a choice not to be saved of Christ. Moving forward. Verse 3 finishes the sentence started in verse 2. It reads, If indeed, after we have put on our heavenly house, we will not be found naked. Notice further, that is, if so be, at our passage hence, we shall have the happiness to be of the number of those who are found clothed with glory or clothed with holiness and good works to fit us for our clothing in glory that we may not be found naked in our natural turpitude of sin and spiritual nakedness which will render us abominable in the sight of god learn hence that none can groan or long for heaven but such as are clothed with a gospel righteousness, that of justification, sanctification, the new obedience. None shall be clothed upon the glory hereafter, but such are clothed with grace and holiness here. From Expository Notes with Practical Observations on the New Testament by William Burkett. Notice this last comment by William Burkett. None shall be clothed upon with glory hereafter, but such as are clothed with grace and holiness here in this life. This means, as sinners, we are naked. When we become saved of Christ and become his own, we are clothed with grace and holiness. Unless we are clothed this way here, then we will never be perfectly clothed with glory hereafter. Now, verse 4 reads, For we groan while we are in this tent, since we are weighed down, because we do not want to be unclothed, but clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Notice here, that this groaning desire again mentioned by the Apostle in this verse with respect to the burden of the body to get rid of it 
is not either an unnatural desire or a discounted desire or a desire of death as death or a desire to be unhoused and without clothing for the soul. But he would be better clothed with a celestial body that his mortal part might be swallowed up by immortal glory. As if the apostle had said, As weary as I am of life, by means of sin and sorrow, by reason of corruption and affliction, yet I would not barely, for the sake of that desire, a disillusion, but for the hope's sake of eternal and immortal life. We groan not to be unclothed, but clothed upon. From Expository Notes with Practical Observations on the New Testament by William Burkett. Those of us saved in Christ here in this sinful body desire to be in heaven in our new body, finally and fully freed of the sinful characteristic of our present selves. In closing, notice this Bible passage from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 50 through 57. Now this is what I am saying, brothers and sisters. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I will tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a moment, in the blinking of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and the mortal body must put on immortality. Now when the perishable puts on the imperishable, and this mortal puts on immortality, then the saying that is written will happen. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, dear brothers and sisters, be firm. Do not be moved. Always be outstanding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Next week, our episode is titled, Living by Faith, Not by Sight, Part 2. Our Bible tells us, Now one who prepared us for this very purpose is God, who gave us the Spirit as a down payment. We have been prepared by God? His Holy Spirit is a down payment? A down payment for what? What does all this mean? To find out more, join us next week. Play or download our episodes from one of our podcast hosts, or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow.
All Bible quotes without a citation are from the New English Translation Free Version. We greatly appreciate our audience. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners, followers, and new listeners. Thank you all so much. We are very pleased to serve a diverse international audience. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched, currently an all-electronic Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome and God bless you. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled, Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. Find our website at https colon forward slash forward slash the church of the unchurched dot o r g please type the church of the unchurched as a single word with no hyphen or spaces in unchurched our mobile tablet and desktop compliant website has more information links to many of our podcast platforms under the podcast menu item we are found on podcast platforms like iTunes, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, and Spotify, to name a few. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sundays, East Coast Time, USA. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. Our RSS feed is syndicated on many popular podcast RSS feed platforms. Find us on a preferred platform to follow us as we continue to grow. Now to him who is able to strengthen you, to the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be glory forever. Amen. Until next week. This is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.